0: Okay, so hello everyone and welcome to the special edition of Biceps and Banter. I am so excited to have sat in front of me the legend, the original Dotter, which <laughs> is Annie Torres daughter How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And um, it's just uh, it, it's an amazing opportunity for me to speak to you as uh, a woman in fitness, in, in sport, For me, I've been such a big fan of you and your career personally, professionally, and you have inspired women uh, globally. Um, And you continue to have an incredible CrossFit career. So, just for the listeners, um, Annie was actually the first woman to win the Games two years in a row, uh, back in 2011 and 2012. And in 2013, um, before. Sort of the the stuff that we're seeing in the media at the moment. Annie did one of my favourite uh, campaigns, which is a campaign with Vogue, and it was celebrating the the, the female physique being slightly more, you know, athletic. And um, yes, yeah, so she, she's she's an, an incredible woman. So we're just coming off the back of the the games, the Reebok CrossFit Games. How was it for you?
1: Oh <laughs> well, it wasn't my favourite year at the games. We could say then, um, but it's always the same. You finish the games and then you need to kind of decide, all right, what are my next steps? And after this year at the games, I was actually extremely motivated to okay. start training again. I got caught early, um, mm. which was extremely frustrating. And I had like this empty feeling after the games this year because I didn't feel like I I got to show how good I actually am. Yeah, And that's probably the worst feeling as an athlete. Like you worked so hard and then not getting to demonstrate all of your work, that was like an irritation. So I'm very happy that the qualification for the games is starting actually just next week. Yeah, It gave me something to focus on right after the games. And I knew it was, it was my own fault. Like I never should have been cut that early. I was better than that. I made a mistake. And I feel like I learn from every single mistake I make. And you kind of grow as a person it was it's so funny i've been competing in this for so many years yeah. but every single year i learn so much more about myself and about the feelings that are involved with competing, training, pushing your limits and getting out of your comfort zone.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, the, the essence of, of CrossFit, the sport, is being prepared for the unknown and the unknowable. And no, no one, I suppose, was fully prepared for the new format that we had this year.
1: So this year, with having the cuts, that was kind of the new format of the games this year. I think it's going to work in the future. Mm-hmm. I understand having those cuts, Uh I think they're actually necessary with so many people qualifying. But if you're there to win, then the cuts shouldn't matter. You're never going to be able to win if you're hoping for certain events or don't want to say something. You just got to be ready for whatever it is. And that's kind of what I love
0: about it. Uh, I'm sat here in front of the, the 12 fittest woman in the world. You know, that is an, an incredible achievement. So, and, and well, I just...
1: Well, I'm not happy with that though.
0: But, but I, I guess, I guess this this is why you are so inspiring is that most people will look at that and go, I can't, I couldn't even imagine doing that. And you're sat here saying, actually, it's given me fire to do more. So that's amazing. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, and we were just saying, um, you know, obviously you're, you represent for me and, and for women globally and, and men are obviously inspire. Inspired by you too you represent a slightly different aesthetic um, in terms of representing strong women and strong a strong woman can be mentally and physically and, and I believe you're you're an incredible role model for that um you know we're, we're sort of in a time where still people think you know a woman shouldn't lift weights she shouldn't look like that what, what do you think about that
1: I've never really had that around me, honestly, that we're not supposed to. Maybe it is the people that I'm around or being in Iceland. I feel like it's embraced being independent. um, You want to be able to take care of yourself. And the confidence that you get when you get stronger goes into every aspect of your life. That doesn't mean having big muscles It means getting stronger, not just physically, but mentally. Seeing that you're capable of so much more than you ever thought you were going to be able to do. I feel like it's changing a little bit gradually. Mm -hmm. You're not training to be skinny anymore. You're training to be healthy. And I think that's what I want to represent. I don't want to necessarily represent... The training that I'm doing, because I know the training volume that I'm doing is not healthy. That's any professional athlete, whatever sport you choose, that's not going to be something that you should do for the rest of your life. Sure. Um, When I'm done competing, I will 100% still exercise. I might go from training five to six hours a day into training one to two hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the change. Yeah. We want to be able to be active, go hiking, go biking, play with our kids, play with our grandkids, great grandkids. Like, I see what my grandpa is capable of doing and he's, what, 83, 84 years old and he's still going around on his motorcycle, checking traps, going <laughs> hunting and playing with his great grandkids. That's amazing. Which is ama- like That's what I want and that's
0: what... I want to be able to give more people. Did you ever think when you started that this would be we you, you would be where you are now? Did you ever expect to have this length of career?
1: Definitely not. No. When I started, it was just my drive and will yeah. to become the fittest woman on earth. Yeah. I just wanted that title really bad. So yeah. I was willing to work my ass off for that title. Sure. Uh, and then... I wanted to be the first woman in the world to win back-to-back at the CrossFit Games. And then I was actually at a Crossroads, and I didn't know what my next goal should be, mm-hmm. what I was doing this for, because I have I had just been doing it for that title, and I've been doing it for myself. And I was slacking a little bit, What what next? And then I actually ended up getting injured. It made me realize, when I felt like it was taken away from me, it made me realize how much I love this. It made me realize that I, not just competing, I, I had to be capable of training for longer. I loved my life and I loved my job and I wanted to continue training. And all of a sudden the intent behind my training became a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I had to think about my body a little bit differently. It wasn't indestructible.
2: Yeah,
1: like you feel when you're very young, <laughs> um, So now my goal is actually to show people that you could make it back from an injury and not just make it back. You could get better than you were before because I hate it when people get told that they'll never be the same because as a human being, we are always trying to become better versions of ourselves and the goal is never to become the same as we were at any point. We want to become better than that. Yeah. So that became my goal is to show people that you could make it back from an injury. You had to be smart. You had to be patient, but you would be able to make it back. Yeah. And that's that was such a big drive force for me. Um, and that kind of kept me going. And then with throughout the years, my motivation has always changed within the years, what I'm doing it for. And at this point, I'm doing this... Because I'm, which is crazy, but I still believe that I can become a better version of myself. I'm not at the peak point yet. I am. I'm better than the results show at the games this year. I am better than I was two years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. I'm better and I still have things that I can work on and become better at. And that's a huge drive force as well as a big part of it is that by continuing, I'll possibly be able to reach more people and hopefully positively affect their lives yeah. in a way um, where they might change their lifestyle or enjoy training, not look at it as a chore, but look at it as something that they're doing for themselves.
0: And that's a very big part of my motivation as well. Absolutely. And I'm sat here in front of you and I believe every word you say (laughs) in that you have the most incredible ambition and drive and it it is contagious. Well, thank you. It's it's, it's amazing. And it's, you know, for, for someone listening at home that's thinking, wow, I just how do you balance it all, you know, from coming back from injuries, you know, it's not just the sport, it's the, the volume of training. It's the pressure that you have for such a long period of time. You know, it's amazing to be, you know, good once, but to have this length of career, how do you balance it all?
1: It's hard. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard, but like I said, I learn something every single year. i learn something new and I'm surrounded by incredible people. Like, I have my boyfriend in it with me yeah. and we've been competing together for eight years now, nine years. Uh, my coach, I've been working with him since 2010. So we have a very long relationship as well. And yeah. he's made me grow as an athlete and I've definitely challenged him as a coach. Uh, so we've made each other better uh, throughout the years where the sport has kind of been evolving. Uh, evolving. Yeah. And then I have very good, um, body workers or chiropractors (laughs) that I have that actually are based here in London. And they've been, I've been working with them ever since I had my back injury, then I found them and they've been incredible for the length of my career. They've made it easier for me to continue training. Um, Obviously there's things that always come up that you need to work on, but I believe that I've become smarter and smarter with my training. Uh, My coach is kind of a nerd when it comes to numbers and research and we we've had to change my training method like you said in the beginning I thought that I would maybe be able to do this for three five years and then my body would say no yeah um I've now competed at the CrossFit Games 10 times
2: amazing yeah
1: and my body is better than than it was before which is crazy um And that's been with SMART training. I know how to listen to my body. I know my body really well. I know when it's time to stop and I know when I can push through, when it's just discomfort or small pain and when it's an actually injury where I need to stop. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of single modality. I don't do crossfit workouts intensity all the time. That comes with the season, like increases, decreases, and so on. So I feel like the smarter you are, the longer you're going to be able to do this for. Yeah. And when it comes to motivation, I'm very open about my feelings. I'm very honest with everyone that are around me. And then I have actually been working with like a sports therapist for a while as well, which I think has been incredible help for me. The most important thing when you're competing, when it gets super stressed out and nervous, is knowing that you've done everything in your power to be ready for that moment. And that's what I think about throughout the season. There's a reason for the things I do. I measure the things that I eat, making sure that I get the right amount of nutrition. Yeah. I make sure that I get the right amount of sleep. I take care of my body. I rest between the sessions. I All of these things are making sure that come competition day, I know that I've done everything in my power yeah. to be ready for that moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of eases the nerves a little. Now it's time for me just to do what I can do yeah. because I know all I can do is my very best in that moment. And I can't expect more from myself yeah. and everything else is out of my power. I can't control how anyone else is going to do. I can only control my own effort and just believing and trusting in that yeah. makes you calm down and It makes you ready.
0: I think that's amazing because I think it's so easy to blame it on it was the event or it was this or whatever, but actually taking ownership of it, being as prepared as you can be so that you can walk in as confident as you can. And um, when I'm when I'm going to the gym, I like to sort of make sure that it sounds a bit silly, but I'm wearing like really good kit Right. So obviously we're here with Reebok and I am the (laughs) biggest Nano fan. I've had, I think I've had every iteration since the series three. Um, Obviously now we have the Nano 9 launch. So do you think this is the best Nano yet?
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a Nano girl as well, for sure. I've been there since they launched the first uh, generation of the
0: Nano. Yeah. And
1: I've been lucky enough to be able to give my feedback yeah. on every single version of it.
0: Okay, so it's down to you. Um, <laughs> I'm so comfortable today. Well, they actually
1: <laughs> listen to the feedback, which yeah. I love. I've been working with yeah, I've been working with Reebok since 2010. And I love that they value the things that we say and they wanna make it that best shoe yeah. that you can wear in CrossFit. Yeah. And I do think that the nano nine is the best one yet. Yeah. My favorite versions for people that are in nano fans. My favorite versions have been the 4, yeah. the 6, um, the 8, yeah, and now eight the 9. Amazing, the 8 was amazing. And I honestly didn't want them to change the 8. I thought they should just make the 9 a new color wave. It's yeah. like, don't mess up a perfect shoe. <laughs> yeah. But all they did was actually give it like a little bit more cushion on the midfoot, which yeah. I like. Um, I usually don't like wearing the nanos throughout the whole day mm-hmm. because I get tired they're yeah. perfect for training, yeah. but for coaching, I would put on a more comfortable shoe. Or if we have like longer than 800 meter run, then maybe I would think about wearing the speeds or whatever. But in the nine, I am, honestly, I can wear them throughout the day, which okay. is pretty cool. I know you probably shouldn't,
0: but it's pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. Um. So... Moving on to um goal setting for you. So obviously we've come off the back of the games and, and as you've expressed, you're more motivated maybe than ever. So what's what's your what's your sights on next, Annie?
1: Oh, well, next thing is the open. Yeah. And thankfully, like I said, it's just around the corner. So we gave you like a drive uh to get right back to it. Yeah. Um I don't think any athlete is or at least not me and the one I know, are planning further than the Open. I mm-hmm. think you want to see what happens in the Open, yeah. where you place, if you get your ticket there or not.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then you decide what sanctionals you're going to do. Yeah, You'll definitely do one, two, maybe three sanctionals yeah. tops.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but you definitely want to get some competitions and you don't want to just be done um, what early November and then compete at the CrossFit Games in August yeah I think that would be a big mistake you want to have another event in there yeah but depending on if you get your ticket or not then you're gonna have to choose are you gonna choose like a very safe sanctionals are yeah. you are gonna get your ticket or are you gonna choose one where you might actually get pushed a little bit more yeah. get a little bit more
0: competition which might be better for the games so to, to finish off this um, incredible conversation, I want to just ask you, if there's someone at home listening and thinking, you're amazing, I'm super inspired, but I'm, I'm either struggling to get started on my fitness journey or finding it really hard to make progress, what would you? What advice would you give?
1: My advice would be find a training partner. Okay. Find someone that's going to keep you accountable for going because it's the hardest thing is actually just to show up. Yeah. Once you're there, it's not going to be hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might be pushing yourself, Yeah. but it is just getting to the location and starting your training. And if you're doing it with someone, mm-hmm. that person is going to keep you accountable for showing up at the gym. I want this to be the best part of your day where you're doing something for yourself. I know that I don't have kids and I have a different job. I don't have the eight to four or nine to five, whatever schedule that I need to stick with. Um, And a lot of people feel like they're being selfish if they take away time for themselves Mm -hmm. to train out of the day as well. Honestly, it doesn't need to be a big chunk, but I think you're going to be more in the moment and more with your family once you're actually home. If you give yourself the break of going and training, getting the endorphins, get stronger, get healthier, you're going to yeah. feel better, you're going to be happier and you're going to feel the benefit and hopefully as long as you're with someone fun, yeah. You're you're going to continue showing up.
0: Okay. Well, I'm really fun. I'm willing to show up. (laughs) Will you be my training partner, Annie?
1: Oh, I'd love to be your training partner. Okay, perfect. So that's it.
0: That's confirmed. (laughs) It's recorded now. So on behalf of uh, myself and the team at Reebok, Annie, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest today. My pleasure. Thank uh, you. This was awesome. Wishing you the best of luck in the open. We can't wait. Thanks.